Hello, and welcome back to the Average Show podcast. I'm your host here, Joe, and <clears throat> yeah, we have a kind of a sensitive topic to talk about today, and um, I just hope I don't come off offensive. I really don't mean to offend anyone, and I hope anyone who is offended knows that I did not mean to offend you. However, we are talking um, surviving R. Kelly and surviving R. Kelly, the reckoning. So there's just no really any easy way or nice way to kind of like talk about what everything that really needs to be said. Um, So I'm going to flat out say I think everybody's guilty. I think everybody really played a role in perpetuating his behavior and... um, and for him to have been able to do this for oh so long and for shit to just be now hitting the fan. I think the management, I think security, I think parents, I think the victims themselves played a little bit of a role. Um, R. Kelly, of course, um, people who were booking the plane tickets, the hotels, catering to these girls and, and people who knew and uh, didn't do better because the girls themselves knew and started bringing other girls along. And it just it just it was really, really messy. And I feel like the documentary was really really one-sided it was like you guys get up in here and just say everything bad that he did but everybody also didn't say the roles that they played in letting it go for so long and you know the the leniency and things that they probably gave them that again let this go on for so long and because I just don't understand how parents signed over custody of their 17-year-old daughter to some label execs. Like, I just don't understand that. That's a, that's a fault. You, you have to uh, accept that. People who went into this, like, were you going into this for the aspirations of, of career? And then because things didn't pan out, you're kind of upset. I'm kind of curious about that as well. Like, I just, there's just... I need some answers. 14-year-old girl who was at the R. Kelly trial, why were you there? You know, this is a person who's on child, uh, on trial accused of pedophilia. Like, what are you doing there trying to figure out whether he's guilty or not? That grown woman who was 30-something who was married and went on there talking about he had her hostage in the house and she couldn't um, pee and was, the doors was locked. And then she found, I need an explanation. You're grown. Grown. You know better. I just need an explanation on how you really went up there. And I'm supposed to, I do feel some kind of, but I'm just confused. I'm very confused and I need an answer. Did you guys make any money off this documentary? If so, how much? Were any of you guys paid when you had your relationships or situationships with R. Kelly? Were you paid? Did you sign NDAs? And are you, you know, now decided to break the NDAs? And if so, why? And if you accepted the money, why did you accept the money then and are taking it back, essentially? I just, you know, need to know. The parents, where were you when these children were, you know, because some of these girls were 14, 15 year old on the road doing music videos. And like, yeah, I need an explanation, especially when you guys have heard that this person has been like, you know, whether it's a speculation, an allegation is put you on the cross already, honestly. The allegation, like, unless you have some strong evidence that that doesn't, that alleviates you from that, yeah. An allegation kind of really takes you out of here, especially the kind of allegations that he had against him. He was 14, 15, then he married her, and then a lot of these people come way after that. I'm just saying. 
And then none of the girls even tried to help save each other. It was just like, they come around, because a lot of them knew they were all on the tour bus and during that time, and then just nobody just said anything. And I'm not blaming people. People were young and scared and all of that. But I just, you know, I need to know. And people who released songs and things after that, um, after the last uh, episode, like, that's, what are you doing trying to promote your music? Or are you genuinely sparkle? You took your 14 year old niece out there to go do God knows what thing background. I just need an explanation. I'm not accusing and saying it's your fault that certain things happen. Yes, he is an as a person, but yeah, just what, you know, you know, you didn't think that he would do it and that she was going to be different or something like, you know, the wife, I need an explanation, too, from you. You had multiple kids after all of the allegations had come out and you knew you married. And I just, you know, want to know where you, your role is, too. And then not that you had any parts, but and warning and and things for people. Yeah, you, yeah, you kind of essentially perpetuated it because you're just now coming out in 2019, 18, 19 to say something like we're talking about incidents that started in like 1996, 1995, 94. And I cannot, I don't want to blame people and feel like I'm victim shaming here. Um, and then also to um, the Ariel and Jocelyn girl who are now coming out, who had an altercation at the Trump hotel because they're not getting kicked out allegedly or whatever. And I didn't like how the one, the Adriel is like, you were sleeping with me when I was a minor. Like, okay, girl, like, why are you saying that? Like, are you trying to press charges? You know, um, you know, what are you opening the game? Or, you know, are you trying to make that girl go to jail? Like, you know, what was that? And then you guys are fighting. What are you guys fighting for? And now you're trying to say that he raised you and coerced you to say all of these things. And it's just like, okay, so after we get all of this information, what do we do with it? Because, you know, the only thing we can say for you is that, you know, just go get therapy because, you know, court cases and things isn't really, you know, I don't know if that's really going to help you, you know, come to terms and understand, you know, what happened and, you know, you were just fooled by this, you know, guy. But uh, this whole thing is just really, really confusing just because, like, I feel like the the documentary was just like, let's just get on there and attack R. Kelly. And it is, yeah, let's attack. But then nobody else said the roles and the things that they, that they, how they perpetuated this and how that they egged on his nasty behavior for all of these years. And those women who went on there, the white women who went on there, his assistants and were talking about like, oh, they didn't see anything. Like, media training okay they were like we didn't see nothing we didn't know we didn't know nothing was going on in our eyes everything was all fine and dandy everybody looked happy and i'm just like why on earth would you you're obviously getting paid to say that because there's no reason why you would just wake up and then go and just say that whether it's true or false but just nah there's just absolutely no reason you were obviously paid to go up there and say that therefore i just can't really believe anything and anybody else who was on there if y'all originally signed in if you'd been paid originally before, I just come out and say it because we, we we need to know those things because it does make a difference. Just saying. And I always wonder why the 14-year-old girl who allegedly got peed on, why she never came forth and said anything. Because, you know, she, she would be the one to just really wrap this whole thing up. But um, nonetheless, 
a lot of questions, a lot of holes, a lot of one-sidedness. The R. Kelly documentary was very one-sided. It was just like, let's R. Kelly's guilty. He's nasty. He did all this. He was abused as a child. And that's the reason why he did all this. And he's just like an abusive person. And yes, it's all very true. However, security, the management, the parents, the victim themselves, the people who booked them tickets, assistants, runners, and everybody, everybody needs to come forward and say uh, they were paid off or they let it go until like they weren't cool with it anymore. We all need answers because it's just not, it's just not fair to get one side of a, a story. Okay. We, we, yeah, we need a little bit more. And I'm not saying people knew better and who did not know better because that's again victim shaming. And I'm not trying to do that here. I'm just trying to ask some questions because I just need some answers. Okay. The answers are, the questions are, did you get some money? Were you okay with it to a certain extent? And then now you're not. Did he really hold you hostage? Were you always able to go away? You know, it's because the money's gone now, Ariel or Azriel. Are you just now deciding to leave? And, you know, Jocelyn said over there, she really sounded like a scorn victim. Like, you got these people in this house. This is disrespectful. You know, he wouldn't have that. Like, whoa, we free her. And we do know Stockholm Syndrome is very real. So I do feel bad for these ladies. Um, however, I just really feel like people need to come out and say their truth as to what happened, what was going on, and not just that he's nasty, because yes, he is. And we all knew that, and you knew that before you were going with him. But what really happened? And thank you for tuning in. This is just another episode of The Average Joe Podcast. I'm your host here, Joe. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>